Welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. Here's another wonderful podcast with the life of Sean, and uh, this uh, this podcast uh, today is is very special, very near and dear to my heart. As a as a, you know, most of these podcasts that I do are um, thirty three years ago, August twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine. It was a Saturday morning, and the death of a parent it rocks your life and it rocks it forever. Um, every year, thirty three years has has gone by. My dad passed away. Uh, Charles K. Powers, Charles Kevin Powers, born October 11th of 1952 and uh, passed into eternal life on August 26th of 1989, Saturday morning, 1256 a.m., Toledo, Ohio. Um, I, I just I want to back it up here just a little bit. I, there's so much I want to say, and I'm putting all my thoughts and stuff together. Um, last Friday on uh, on uh, August 19th, here, here this is ironic, and I, I, I'm just going to be an open book about everything here. Uh, August 19th. 1989. It was a Saturday. My dad woke up about eight o'clock in the morning. His friend Wally was supposed to come over and put windows in our house. And Wally didn't show up and my dad waited up for him. And he said, you know what? I'm going to go back to bed. I I had woken up and he said, hey, Sean, I'm going to go back to bed for a little while. If Wally comes by or calls or whatever, please wake me up. And I'm like, okay. Wally never showed up, never called or anything like that. And about, uh, I was upstairs in my bedroom playing records because I was a Mr. DJ in my bedroom. I had my own little radio station. And beautiful, sunny Saturday. It was nice and warm and toasty that day. Sunshine, beautiful day. My dad woke up about 1230, uh, about uh, between 1230 and quarter to one in the afternoon. My mom was getting ready to take my sister over to the mall to drop her off at her job at Orange Julius. And they were getting ready to leave. And I heard commotion because I had headphones on. And I heard commotion coming from downstairs. And I was thinking, okay, my mom and sister are fighting or whatever about God knows what. And and it just got louder and louder and louder. Well, come to find out, my mom was in the bathroom uh, getting ready to leave. And my dad came, but my dad come out had come out of the bedroom and had woken up, went into the kitchen, put uh, put a tea kettle on to uh, brew up some tea, put some uh, you know tea bags into a into a coffee mug, and put some sugar into a coffee mug. Went back into his bedroom to sit on, uh, or sat on the edge of the bed. And was getting ready to, you know, was was uh, looking on the dresser to grab his pills. Well, the bathroom sits right across the hall from the bedroom, and my mom looked over at him. She goes, "Chuck, are you okay?" And he goes, "Something's wrong. Something's wrong." And all of a sudden, he starts to fall over, and my mom screams and runs in there. My sister was in her room right next to their bedroom. She runs over, so that's what all, all the commotion I heard. So I come running downstairs, and my dad goes into total cardiac arrest. And I remember my sister later telling me, he, say, he said to her just before he passed out, he goes, Christy, please do not let me die. And I just remember that just chilled me to the bone. And, I, you know, it sticks with me to this day, you know, like a lot of the memories of those, you know, that day did. So I, I heard all the commotion. I thought they were fighting over a towel or something. So I come running downstairs. My mom is in the kitchen on the phone, shaking like a leaf, trying to call 911. I go, Mom, what's going on? And my sister's in there trying to hold my dad up and, you know, trying to hold him on the bed or whatever. And my mom goes, she's like, I'm trying to call 911. Something's going on with your dad. So I called 911. My mom, or my mom's trying to call 911. She dropped the phone. I picked up the, the phone. I called 911. I said, you guys need to get here. Something's going on with my dad. Here's our address. Please get here. I hung up the phone. My mom's running back in the bedroom and she's screaming and yelling and crying and chuck, chuck, chuck. And I 
I'm standing in the hallway and all of a sudden I think, oh my gosh, my uncle Pat, who by the way, just passed away last month from cancer. Um, my dad's brother and his wife had just moved in three doors down and they were both nurses. And so they were trained in CPR. So I went ding, the light went off immediately. I was 14 years old. I ran down three doors down and I grabbed them and I said, you know, so I, I ran down and I remember, I will never forget this. I ran down there as fast as I could and I, I didn't, I just rang the doorbell, knocked on the door. I ran inside and my uncle Mike, my dad's other brother and my uncle Pat were in the kitchen laying down, uh, you know, um, uh, the baseboard and I just yelled, Uncle Pat, Uncle Mike, you guys need to come down. My dad's having a heart attack or something. He's cardiac arrest, something. You guys need to help him. And I remember they just dropped everything and they ran, wait, they just ran like nobody's business, ran down there and my Aunt Lori ran down there too and they gave him CPR until the rescue squad arrived and I remember um, he was in the hospital uh, they, you know, they, they, they were able to get a pulse on him um, uh, until the until the rescue squad arrived. Well, when the rescue squad arrived, they um, they pulled him out into the living room and they were doing more CPR and work on him. And I remember my brother and I, we were on the front porch. It was a screened in porch and it was a, it was right there. And there was a big picture window when we were watching him working on my dad and my dad. We just saw my dad's eyes. They were just like rolling in the back of his head. And our next door neighbor, Mr. Shepard goes, you guys don't need to be seeing this. You guys are kids. You don't need to be watching this. And he pulled us away. And I remember they got a pulse on my dad and they transported him to the uh, to the hospital. And my mom went up to the hospital, obviously, with him. And uh, they were able to stabilize him. A few hours later, they put him in a room. Um, he didn't wake up uh, until, uh, the you know, this was on Saturday. Uh, the following Tuesday, he woke up and he didn't know where he was because his oxygen levels were all screwed up. So Tuesday afternoon, he woke up and he goes, he goes, man, he goes, he goes, you know, to my mom, he goes, they got this place looking like a hospital. He goes, he thought he was up in Ann Arbor, Michigan at a, uh, at a course. My mom was taking a course, a class or something. And she goes, no, Chuck. She goes, you went into cardiac arrest at the house on Saturday. It's Tuesday. Now you're at the medical college of Ohio hospital. You know, you went into cardiac arrest and you, this is this is where you're at. And he freaked out and he goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And she calmed him down. And in that I, and I remember my mom telling me that. And we were able to go in and see him. They moved him to a regular room and everything. And we were able to visit with him for a while. Well, since his oxygen levels were all screwed up, he kept confusing my brother and myself, my little brother, Brian. And he kept calling me Brian and kept calling Brian me. And he was getting frustrated with that. Um so uh, my dad had cardiomyopathy. He had a bad heart. He contracted a virus in the fifth grade. And so his doctor... <clears throat> You know, kept a close eye on him throughout the years and whatnot. Dr. Uh, Ted Fraker, I want to give him some love. I'm sure he's not listening, but um, so that was that that portion of the ordeal. And uh, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, we were getting ready to leave. And my dad, I just I, I remember giving my dad a big hug. And I said, Dad, I love you so much. And he goes, you take care of your family. You know, you take care of your mom and your and your, you know, your, your brother. And, you know, you take care of Christy and Brian. He goes, I'll, he goes, he goes, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, you can come back up here or whatever and we'll, we'll talk more, man. He goes, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. He goes, just say some prayers and you know, that everything is going to be okay. He goes, I didn't mean to worry you guys. You're going to, I'm going to be fine. And I remember walking to the edge of his bed and I, I took his, his foot was under the blanket and I, I grabbed his foot and I go, I love you, dad. And he wiggled his toe at me and he winked at me and he goes, I love you too, Sean. He goes, you're very important to me and you're very special. And he goes, I'll see you tomorrow, man. He goes, go get some rest and take care of mom. And I go, okay, I will. And I, and I, I, you know, just give him a big, you know, just a big air hug. And he said, I love you, man. He goes, just, you know, you guys go home. He goes, I got to go. He goes, I got to get some sleep. And so we went home and my mom got a call from the hospital later that night. My dad went into cardiac arrest again at the hospital. And this was Tuesday night. And all of a sudden, um, at that point, he went unconscious again. His temperature shot up to 107 
And I remember um, the, the storyline going that he had um, uh, swelling in both arms and both legs. Um, they had to put a tube down his throat to help him breathe. His lungs were in bad shape. And he developed sepsis. And if you're not familiar with what sepsis is, it's uh, poison of the blood. And basically, uh, it got into his bloodstream and what it did is it went around and started shutting down his organs you know little by little well come friday um friday during the day uh we were able to go up to the hospital we were not allowed to go back to see him because he was in the icu unit at that point third floor medical college ohio hospital never forget it and you know i'm I'm, I'm sitting here right now as i'm recording this podcast and i got my eyes closed and i'm just envisioning you know the the elevator in, in the waiting room and my mom got to go back and see him and my mom says he's in really bad shape in prayers and my grandma and uncle Dick came up to the hospital. My aunts and uncles and, you know, all the family were all in the waiting room and everything. And um, this was Friday, August 25th of 1989. And they said, he's in dire straits, you guys. You know, you need to pray for him. Temperature was still at 107. They had cooling pads on him. They couldn't get him to cool down or whatever. So they said the next four, 24 to 48 hours were critical for him. So, um so we went home, you know, my, I remember my grandma and uncle Dick took us home and we went out to dinner that evening and my mom stayed with my dad all afternoon and evening and, and about seven or eight o'clock, my mom came home and I remember, uh, we hung out that evening. It was a beautiful, it was a warm, warm summer evening in Toledo. Uh, it was like upper seventies, lower eighties. Uh, it wasn't humid at all or anything like that. Beautiful, clear sky. And, uh, we had the front porch door open, and I remember we were watching uh, like Cheers and Night Court, like eleven thirty, uh, you know, eleven thirty at night. And uh, right around uh, midnight, just after midnight, Cheers came on, and um, it was my brother and my mom and my uncle Mike. My uncle Mike lived with us at the time. My dad's brother. And we were just all sitting there watching it. And uh, my sister was out with friends or whatever. And my mom said, you know, don't go too far in case, you know, something happens. And, of course, we had no cell phones back in those days, so we couldn't get a hold of each other. So uh, and this podcast, unfortunately, is going to go a little bit longer than I thought. So just bear with me on this because I've got to get this out. I've got to I've got to tell the story. And I've told it to some friends and some, you know, uh, close people in my life over the years. But um, so she um, so my mom, about 10 after midnight, got a call from the hospital or got a, got a phone call, and she's all, uh-oh, and her heart sank. And she sat on the couch, and she ran in to get the phone, and into the kitchen to get the phone. She goes, hello, and it was the nurse from the hospital. She goes, yeah, this is Denise. And she goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, my God, no, no, okay, all right, I'm on my way. She dropped the phone, she hung up the phone, and she goes, it was a hospital. Chuck's blood pressure is dropping. She's not expected to make it. And she started crying, and I didn't cry. And Uncle Mike goes, okay, he goes, uh, my mom goes, you know, if you need to call a couple people, tell them, you know, get to the hospital. Um, we need you guys up there. Um, ASAP. Um, my uncle Mike, obviously, um, said, Denise, just take what you got to get and go. Um, the boys and I will be right behind you. So my mom left. And about 10 minutes later, my uncle Mike and I and my brother, we, you know, we got together. We, I called my I called my aunt. I called my uncle. Um, and and I just said, let them know what was going on so they could get to the hospital. Uh, call my mom's friend, Janie. Tried to get a hold of my sister. Couldn't get a hold of her. Um, <clears throat> she was with her friend or whatever. They were out doing whatever. And uh, I just remember we got to the hospital about 1240. 
1230, 1240. And uh, we got to the third floor and my mom was in the waiting room waiting for us. And, you know, it was my uncle Mike, my brother and myself. My brother was wrapped. He was 10 years old, wrapped up in a in a comforter because it was chilly in the hospital. And he brought his comforter with him. A smart kid. A very smart kid. Brian, you're a smart guy. Uh, and... Um, you know, I just I remember uh, my mom coming up to us and hugging us and she going, hey, guys, um, he's not going to make it. I just talked to the nurse. He's he's probably going to he's probably going to leave us very soon. And she said um, she goes, he's in the ICU and you guys are not allowed to go back there because you're younger. But she said, I talked to the nurse and she said she's going to let you go back and say goodbye to your dad. And. If you've ever lost a parent in that kind of fashion, it hurts and it stings really bad. And at the time, I was in shock. I couldn't cry. But all these years later, 33 years later, I'm still dealing with the loss and I'm still dealing with that moment. Um, so we got to go back and I remember they had cooling pads on him. His arms were swollen. They had this tube down his throat. I touched his forehead. He was burning up. He was on fire. He was unconscious, of course. Um I kiss him on his forehead and I whispered in his ear, Dad, we love you so much. And, you know, if it's your time to go home, go home, go be with Jesus. And we love you. We'll take care of the house. We'll take care of each other. And we'll see you, you know, we'll see you when um, when it's our time to meet up with you again. And thank you for being our dad. And we love you so much. And um, I kissed him on his forehead and I gave him a big hug. You know, as much as you can hug somebody who's all, he's got machines hooked up to him and everything. And... We got my brother and I walked back out and we were, you know, my brother was crying. I couldn't cry. I was, I was very strong and my mom just gave us a big hug and she walked us back out and she went back into the, uh, into the ICU and my uncle Mike walked back out with us and I went out to wait for relatives to show up or whatever. So I went down to the elevator, down to the parking lot to see if anybody would show up. Nobody was there yet. I went back upstairs to the room or to the, uh, to the waiting room. Nobody was there. I hung out with my brother. He, uh, you know, he was just, he wasn't crying, but he was, he was, you know, just like, in like, oh my gosh, you know, like freaking out, but not really, not really freaking out, but just like in a daze, you know, just like, I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this is what's going on here. You know, dad's going to be gone. And, and my mom came back, you know, my mom came back out and she said, he's still with us, but, um, you know, it's, it's getting, it's getting close. And, and so we said a prayer, uh, for my dad at that point. And I went back down in the elevator and nobody was, you know, I was looking for people to come. Nobody was there yet. So I went back upstairs and this, by this time it was like, uh, it was just like a minute or two before one o'clock. And as soon as I got back upstairs, um, um, uh, I took the elevator back up to the third floor. I remember the elevator door opening and my mom was standing there, um, not at the elevator, but in the seat, she was in the waiting area, you know, a few feet away. And my uncle Mike came up to me, put his arm around me. My mom came up to me and gave me a big hug. Brian was in the chair, uh, sitting in the chair, and he was crying profusely, wrapped up in his comforter. And I remember my mom just said, he's gone, baby. He just died a couple of minutes ago. And that, I didn't cry. I just, I got really dizzy, I remember. And I just sat down. I go, oh, my God. And my uncle Mike goes, Sean, are you okay? And I go, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to think. And my mom goes, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. By the way, as I'm recording this right now, it's 12.56 p.m. He died at 12.56 a.m. on August 26. That's kind of ironic. But anyways, and I said, I don't know. I go, Mom. I go, what are we going to do? She goes, right now, let's just be here for each other. And a couple of minutes later, I collected myself. 
And I went down the elevator again. And as soon as the elevator door opened on the first floor, my mom's best friend and my dad's best friend, Janie and Wally, they were standing right there and, and they were getting on the elevator and they go, hey, you know, hopefully we're, you know, everything's okay. What's going on, Sean? What happened? I said, I said, my mom got a call. My dad's blood pressure was dropping and everything. And, and she, you know, Janie goes, she goes, oh my God, is he going to be okay? And I just looked at Janie and Wally dead in the eye and I said, I I go five minutes ago, Janie, he just passed away and she freaked out on the elevator screaming and crying. So we went back upstairs and my mom and and, and Janie and they embraced and and Wally, you know, and and, uh, it was just, oh, you know, you know how it is when somebody dies like that. And then I went back downstairs and uh, more relatives showed up or whatever. And then I went back upstairs and um, uh, with them and, uh, you know, we were at the hospital until like three or four in the morning. Oh, and then when I went, when I went back upstairs with those uh, with the relatives after they showed up, my mom says, "Have you called Grandma and Uncle Dick?" And I'm like, "No." I go, "I need." I go, "Do you want to call him?" She goes, "No, honey, you need to call him. I can't do it right now." And and so, um, you know, my uncle Pat and Aunt Lori showed up. Uncle Pat, who just passed away last month, and I and they showed up. And I, my mom gave me a quarter, and I, I ended up calling my grandma's house. And my grandma answered the phone with a real faint voice, "Hello." You know, she had woken up out of a sound sleep, and I go, "Hey, grandma, this is Sean, and I'll never forget this conversation." And she goes, uh, she goes, "Hi, Sean." She goes, "Are you okay? What, it's the middle of the night. Are, is everything okay?" And I said, "I'm calling from the hospital." And I didn't cry. And she goes, "Oh no, is everything okay with your dad? What's going on, honey? What's going on?" And I said, "I just needed to call and tell you that my dad died at 12:56." And she started crying, and I had never heard my grandma cry. And she goes, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry, honey. I'm so sorry." And then she goes. She goes, hold on. And she pulled the phone away from her and I could hear her in the background. And she was telling my uncle, she goes, oh my God. She goes, she goes, she goes, Richard, she goes, Chuck just died. And he just lost his crap too in the background. And I could hear him just going, oh my God, no. And that losing a parent at the age of 14 was so hard. It seriously is so hard. And I got to tell you, it, it it was it's the most painful it's the most painful thing that you would ever have to ever experience in your entire life you know losing a child i'm sure is is, is just as excruciatingly painful but um and then a couple hours later and then my, my grandma asked if she could come you know do you want us to come to the hospital my mom goes no we're not going to be here much longer and so grandma and uncle dick didn't come to the hospital but um and i regret that i've regretted that you know ever since and grandma of course passed away and uncle dick passed away since then but i i have always held that guilt with me that they didn't come to the hospital that night so uh, my my guilt has been carried i've carried that with me ever since um and people say you got to let it go you got to let it go but um about three hours later, we left the hospital. And I remember we left the hospital. We went back to, um, you know, we're traveling back to our house, which was like 10 minutes from the hospital. Was It really wasn't that far. And I remember as soon as we got in the car, as soon as we got in the car, um, the song on the radio was uh, Through the Years by Kenny Rogers. And we cranked it up. I turned it up. And as I remember, as soon as we turned uh, towards the east, we we headed eastbound back uh, back down Arlington Road or Arlington Avenue in Toledo. And we were headed back to our house. And the moon was coming up. And it was a half a moon. It was a beautiful half moon. And we heard through the years on the way home. And as soon as we pulled up to the house, you know, the song ended. Uh, it was like perfect timing for it. 
anyways, um, we didn't go home that night. We walked down to Uncle Pat's house, and I fell asleep on the couch. And I remember it was like 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I woke up about 8 o'clock the next morning, um, or a couple hours later, actually. And my cousin Jordan was sitting here eating cereal next to me. And he goes, hey. He goes, what are you doing here? And I go, I go, oh, we came over. I go, hey, Jordan. I go, we came over here after the hospital last night. He goes, hospital? What's going on? And I go, you haven't heard? He goes, no. He goes, I just woke up. What's what's going on? What, what are you guys at the hospital for? And I go, well, we were there to see my dad. He goes, what do you mean you were there to see your dad? Was everything all right with, with Uncle Chuck? And I go, you didn't hear? And he goes, no. And I go, oh, my God, Jordan. I go, it was a bad night. He goes, what? Is he okay? And I go, I go, I go, uh, my dad died last night and Jordan lost his crap. He just started crying and Aunt Lori woke Aunt Lori up and she came down and comforted him. And she goes, yeah, she goes, she goes, I'm sorry, Jordan. She goes, I was going to tell you when I woke up, she goes, but it was, it was a bad night. It was a really, really bad night. So, um, is my dad's funeral had, there was, I wanted to say there was over 300 people or 300 cars that were in his, uh, his funeral procession that following Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, losing a parent, one of the worst things you'd ever have to go through. Losing a child would even be even worse. So yeah, that was my experience 33 years ago today, uh, August 26 of uh, 1989. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys and uh, let you in on my life a little bit more. After all, this is in the life of Sean. If you guys want to send uh, any, um, you know, any, um, any thoughts or, you know, any comments, feedback, suggestions or anything, uh, you can. It's uh, Sean, S-H-A-W-N at WCZY.net. Hey, until next podcast, uh, I'm going to go blow my nose and uh, recompose myself. Thank you very much for listening to me drivel on about uh, my life here on the radio. We'll talk to you very soon, everybody. The next podcast coming out next week. Enjoy your day enjoy your week and god bless everybody thank you for listening to in the life of sean powers weekly podcast the views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of latitude media our sponsors our affiliates or my 104.3 and buck 92 radio check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area just go to mymichiganpodcast.com it's podcasting that matters